Welcome to Let's Talk About Leadership, Service, and Sisterhood, a podcast sponsored by California Rainbow. Founded in 1922, Rainbow is a premier service organization for young girls ages 8 to 21. In California, we have approximately 60 assemblies. These young leaders learn the importance of serving others and gaining lifelong sisters. Learn more at gocarainbow.org. Welcome back to the Let's Talk About Leadership, Service, and Sisterhood podcast. I'm Colleen Weaver, your facilitator. This is episode five, Religion, What Faith Means to Us as Teenagers. Today's host is Ella. She's one of our PR team members for California Rainbow. And our expert guest is Pastor Michelle Fong, who is a youth and children's minister. Ella, you want to go ahead and ask our the rest of our guests to introduce themselves? Of course. So could all of you wonderful ladies please introduce yourselves and tell us what religion you identify with? Um, hi, I'm Karina and I am Muslim. Hi, I'm Isabella and I'm Christian. Hi, my name is Michelle Fong and I am a Christian and I grew up Catholic. Hello, I'm Abigail and I'm a Christian. Hi, I'm Jordan and I'm a Catholic turned agnostic. And I'm Sarmish, and I identify as a Hindu. So hi, I'm Jody, and I identify as Jewish. Abigail, would you like to go ahead and talk a little bit about what being a Christian is? Would love to. Being a Christian to me means to trust that a savior died for you and forgives you from your mistakes and believes in you and has a purpose for you. Jordan, would you like to talk a little bit about what being agnostic means? Um, sure. Yeah. Um, I think agnosticism can take a lot of different forms for different people, um, which I think is kind of part of like the fundamental idea um, is that like most agnostics kind of think that there's no wrong answer in terms of religion or um, that there is some kind of higher power, but that it's like impossible for humans to like fully ascertain what that might be um so it's kind of a form of general spirituality kind of accepting all other religious beliefs as possibly true it's it's the uh, difficulty in picking an answer <laughs> how's that that's really interesting to me karina would you like to talk a little bit about being muslim Yes, I would love to talk about being Muslim. Okay. Um, so being so being Muslim, um, we believe in our God, who is Allah. And Muslim is an Abrahamic religion, and it is the third of the Abrahamic religions. And so a lot of the stories that are in Islam are included, are seen in the Bible and the Torah. So many stories such as that we know in Rainbow, such as, you know, Noah's Ark being one of Noah's Ark, for example, um, they are prevalent in Islam. The only main difference is that our prophet Muhammad, he, he was the one that communicated with Allah through an angel. And so that's how we get many of the stories of Islam. And so much of the belief, however, much of the beliefs that we believe in Islam are the same with Judaism and with Christianity, since it is an Abrahamic religion. And that's the, that's, I guess, the beauty of this, of many religions is that they're all, you know, they're all, they've all got some of the same beliefs. 
that's so cool that they're all just so like intertwined that they can also have different beliefs i think that's really like cool i don't know sarmishta would you like to talk about being hindu yeah sure um so hinduism obviously isn't a part of the you know the the whole the three you know the um with islam christianity and then judaism right um so hinduism is essentially just a bunch of beliefs based on books mixed with traditions that a lot of Indians follow today. And um, I have one of the books with me. This is, oh, wait, it's not mirrored. Okay, sorry, wait. Okay, there. So this is one of the books. Uh, it's called the Bhagavad Gita and it's written in Sanskrit. Well, I mean, this is translated into English, but it was originally written in Sanskrit and I'm not entirely sure what's in there because I haven't read it myself. But yeah, essentially Hinduism is just traditions and ideas. Miss Anders, would you like to talk a little bit about Judaism? Judaism to me is, I mean, obviously one of the biggest characteristics of it is that it's a monotheistic uh, religion um, and very similar to how um, you just heard with the Muslim religion and the Hindu religion. It's like one of the older religions that um, is rooted in like the Old Testament and the stories um, with Abraham. And to me, it's like a, a very structured religion where there's a lot of different, um, just about every little thing that we have in life, we can um, celebrate or note and we have different ceremonies for everything and I, I find that very beautiful um and comforting in a lot of ways even if I don't follow everything <laughs> Isabella do you want to talk a little bit more and add on to what Abigail had to say about being Christian yeah definitely thank you I feel like being a Christian to me personally is I believe in the Lord and I believe that he sent Jesus his one and only son and I believe that he did that out of his love for me and for all of us and that through that he died for us to save us and that basically I believe in the Bible as his living breathing word of God that like basically is the great love story of like how Jesus came and died for us to love us and to bring us back to him because he's our great father and he loves us so much and I just believe that he is king and that he loves us so much and that he calls us to love differently and to share his light with other people. Those are so just like wonderful and kind words and I love to hear how happy everyone is just talking about their religion. So anyone can jump in here, but what is everyone's favorite part about their faith or maybe a favorite practice in your religion? Anyone can go ahead and jump in. I'll jump in. Um, one of the favorite things that I love, that I loved growing up Catholic, but I also love that happens in the Christian religion is communion. Because communion is, it's a reenactment of the Last Supper before Jesus was uh, arrested and beaten and crucified. And it's a reminder to us of the sacrifice that he made and that every time we gather together, we should break bread together and do it with grateful and sincere hearts. Mm. Would anyone else like to share some of their favorite things about their faith? One of the things I enjoy about Christianity is the hope, joy, and peace that you receive when you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I always feel so safe and secure knowing that Jesus is always on my side. 
something I really love about my religion, which is Christianity, my faith, is that we have this opportunity each um, time we go to church to worship. And so music plays, and this depends on your church, but at my church, we have like a whole band and it's just this amazing like experience to be able to just like lift up our hands to our creator who loves us so much and just kind of praise him for what he did for us and what he continues to do for me every single day and how he gives me hope. He, he, he keeps the air in my lungs each day. I mean, he, everything about him is the reason why I am here today and the reason of who I am today and how I love other people. And like Abigail, Abigail mentioned, the joy that just comes from that relationship is all of what I love. And secondly, if you've ever seen baptisms and just the beautiful um, declaration that people make. We believe as Christians that that isn't like, it isn't water that saved you. It's uh, Jesus. But through that, this like outward declaration that I'm following him is just something so special in the choice that they make. And I just love seeing that and getting to be a part of that. Uh, one of the things I really love about Judaism is the emphasis on family that you know, all, all of our traditions are really steeped in being a community and being a part of your family. And I also really enjoy that there's a big emphasis on giving back to your community, giving tzedakah, like part of our, you know, our ceremonies growing up, like your bar bat mitzvah. And a big part of that is doing a project for your community and giving back to your community. And um, it's a big call like throughout, throughout our practices to give back and, and the tithing, which is I'm um, giving 10%, which I, I don't always take as a literal math number, but I just love the idea that you have to always think about your community and how you can help. I would actually like to say the same about Islam. Actually, I've noticed that actually a lot of Islamic and Jew Jewish practices um, are similar. And just like how, you know, a lot of Islam, a lot of Judaism is focused on like family and giving back to charities. It's the same with Islam. One of my favorite practices is Ramadan. And it is, um, most people know what Ramadan is, but um, it if you remember my speech from Grand Assembly, but it's the it's the holy month, and it is when we fast, and we not only do we fast, but we also just devote ourselves to Allah, and we, you know, we give up many we and we just become kinder as people. You know, we don't speak obscenely, we don't talk negatively about others, and we just, you know, love each other and. It's really nice because I feel like I have a real connection to Islam. Like growing up Muslim, especially in America, I felt very isolated because I don't know many people who share the same faith as me. But during Ramadan, um, during Ramadan, I especially feel closer to people who are Muslim because I know that people all over the world are practicing the same holiday with me at the same time, the same all the Muslims in the world are waking up before sunrise and then eating together with their families past sunset and it just makes me really feel like I'm part of a community even if even if I can't even if it's just me and my family I know that my family that everyone around a bunch of people around the world are also practicing that same thing and it makes me feel closer and also at the end of the month we also do give we are we do give to people to our back to our community and we donate to people who are less fortunate than we are and it makes me feel like not only do I feel better about myself during Ramadan because I feel like my strength with my faith with Allah has grown but also I can help other people who are 
I can help other people in my community and it makes me feel like and it makes me feel like Ramadan is just a great time for <laughs> I guess everyone is what I'm trying to say favorite practice okay so with Hinduism I would say one of my favorite practices are the festivals like for example yeah. Diwali is a well-known um Hindu festival and it's the festival of lights like during the day we set up uh diyas or like little lamps or like almost the size of like those really tiny candles you find at Target but we just set them all over our doorstep and the whole point of that is so that Sita one of one of the people from the Ramadan which is a book <laughs> that Hinduism Hinduism is based off of so that Sita can home because she was kidnapped by a demon and then she needs to figure out how to get back to her lover and I forgot what his name was but yeah so it, it's it's a really nice story the the Ramadan but yeah so Diwali is just the festival of light so that Sita can find her way home and then we light up firecrackers and like little tiny um cracker things that you throw on the ground and then it, it like you know firecracker <laughs> but um yeah, Hinduism and Diwali, that's my answer. A good answer. So I'm going to go ahead and move into how religion plays a role in our lives. So how does religion like become a part of your identity or is it a part of your own identity and how do you make it a part of such? Isabella, do you want to talk about that? Sure. Yeah, thank you. So I personally believe that my identity is completely in Christ. And that's what I strive for as a person. I really, really struggle with this. And when I struggle with this, you know, I fall into like comparing myself or um, looking at my worth, you know, that's a hard thing that um, I feel like a lot of us can experience. And I'm comforted by the fact that Jesus sees me as his beloved daughter and that I'm actually made new. I'm made whole. I don't have to, you know, earn my love. I, I don't have to earn his love. He's already given that to me. I actually get to just be grateful for that love. And I'm loved to love others, if that makes sense. Like, that's what I believe. I believe that my identity is given to me. So that way I can use what he's given me to just share that with everyone I meet and just kind of remind everyone that you are so valuable you are so adored I'm sorry I get so emotional talking <laughs> about like Christianity because it, he's my entire world and my entire life so I absolutely strive to have my identity placed in him and I think I do that by I try to be my bible and that's not like a requirement it's like just think about anybody you know if you want to get to know someone you spend time with them you ask them questions you learn about them and for me that's the way i can learn about god i can learn about his voice and his character and by reading his word and going to church which i love doing and is so fun i actually get to be surrounded by a loving community and i also find out how he loves me and how he speaks about me and those are the words that I remind myself when I when I say bad things about myself I remember how he speaks about me in the bible and I just cling to that and that's that's the truth knowing that he loves me and loves others that's so beautiful oh my goodness Mrs. Fong how does being like religious I know it's your career but <laughs> how does it like 
how does it play a role in your personal life as well as your well to do what my husband and I do um it has to be a part of our personal life because we can't stand up there on a Sunday or a Wednesday or whenever we do youth group and say well this is what you need to do in order to um you know grow in your walk with faith and in your faith at and if we can't be the example, then we're kind of, it's kind of hypocritical. Mm -hmm. So we read together like every morning, even though I'm in California, he waits for me to wake up to call him and we read like a chapter a day. We're going through this, uh, the Bible together. Um, it's literally a part of our everyday lives. When I go to a restaurant, we ask whoever's serving us, um, you know, we ask them their name and then we'll ask them, you know, we'll tell them we're going to pray over our meal. Is there anything that we can pray for you for? Mm -hmm. And I think we've only had three people just kind of go, uh, no, thank you. But no, but most time people will stop and we've had people cry. Like we've never been asked this before and there's so much going on and they're carrying so much weight. And that's made a difference in somebody's life that we're like, okay, we'll pray for you and, and take care of this. Um, and we do that in front of our students. We do that with our leaders. I do it with my family all the time. Um, it's literally so in, ingrained that I don't, I don't really know how to be anything else. And like Isabella was talking about the negative thoughts and been there, done that. And then you go back and you read, you know, that he's called you by name. You're precious to him. He loves you. And that helps you get through those negative times. And as teens, you guys have a lot more, or you ladies have a lot more negative impact from the world coming at you um, to like not stay true to your faith and your belief systems. And um, what we try to do is encourage and help you grow no matter where you're at. You know, you don't have to be a Christian for us to love on you and to help you be comfortable and, and grow in your faith. And then Jordan, I am, how does being agnostic play a role in your life and maybe like your actions or your values? Um, yeah, thank you. I, I think it um, really is an important part of how I think of myself as like a learner. Um, like I, the, if you know me, you know, I'm pretty into ancient Greece um, and the Greek root of the word agnostic um, comes from the negative pre prefix alpha um, and gnosis, which means knowledge. So without knowledge, basically. Um, and I always, that always makes me think of that famous Socrates quote, the only thing that I know is that I know nothing. Um, and so like whenever I have a conversation with someone about religion or with someone who's religious, I always wanna take it as an opportunity to learn and ask questions. Because um, I know that there's so much that I don't know um, and that I want to understand. And so I I think of myself like I I think that that has that puts me in a role of like a receptacle for this information about like all of the different ways that people find meaning in life um, and the rituals that people follow and the the values that people have um, and having conversations just like this. Um, helps me learn so yeah I think that's a huge part of my identity um something that's really important to me yeah 
whole religion podcast has kind of reminded me of the life of Pi. if any of you have seen the movie or read the book because mm-hmm. like the yeah. dude follows three religions even though each religion is like do not follow any other religions you only believe in one god but here here the here the dude is believing in christian uh, christianism wait christianity sorry hinduism and then uh what was the other one i think islam also islam. so like yeah it was it was so interesting because like the like especially in the beginning of the book or like in the beginning of the movie like they show his house and like all the different stuff like you see a cross over there and then you also see like a little tiny prayer place for hinduism and then you see something of islam over there too so i don't know i just i just thought that was like an interesting (laughs) point to bring up and like 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 i said also um or like like someone said earlier i don't think i said it but um all these religions are like so it, it's like literally different languages but the same word right yeah. so yeah but but I would like to say another thing about Hinduism like this like he explains it in the life of Pi as like a way it's it's a way of living obviously but like there's this whole like cosmic idea of like how the universe formed I mean of course it's there with the other religions also like uh with Christianism there's like the the seven days or the 12 days like the first 12 days of of the world yeah um but with hinduism it's like some god emerged and then like bam he makes the universe and and like i don't know it's it's just that with hinduism like it's so many stories mixed together and then like it just ties into each other i don't know but i'm sure it's the same with all religions i don't know i just wanted to say that's like a very interesting part about it I just love hearing about how people can like solve their problems because before we even started recording this we were talking about how we do not all know the answer to everything and sometimes we do have problems that we just can't figure out ourselves so would anyone like to talk about how they sometimes maybe lean on their faith or religion to solve problems or Karina (laughs) yeah Um, yeah, I would love to because So I actually, I've always been Muslim my entire life. I grew up Muslim. However, I really only started like actually practicing like how I, like I only started really getting into like Islam, the Islamic religion, everything during COVID actually. And COVID, as we all know, is a very hard time for everyone. And in addition to COVID, it was my senior year. And, you know, senior year and COVID don't exactly mix with the senioritis and the lack of motivation and everything. And I just really, I felt awful, honestly, throughout my, I felt awful. And so I, you know, I was spending a lot of time with my mom who is, who practices Islam. She's been practicing her entire life. And she, is very, she's very devout. (laughs) Um, And so I started, and I was spending a lot of time with her and I just started, you know, joining her. I started asking her more questions and I really feel like I became very faithful during this time. And I felt very proud of it because it was, it was just some, because I knew I had some, I knew I could lean on Allah when anything was going wrong. I was like, you know, this was the plan that in a way, this is the plan that Allah had for me during my senior year, um, when during, especially during March, which was college acceptance season. Well, for me, it was more of college waitlist season um, because I was waitlisted to nearly every school I applied to. But in the end, and I I was really ready to lose faith. I was like, wow, I'm really dumb, aren't I? But you know, I just continued praying, you know, I continued praying, I continued 
more shipping a lot and everything. And you know what? In the end, I ended up going to my dream school, which is UC Berkeley. And um, I and that makes me really happy. And all and, and you definitely should not believe in religion just because you want something but you know in a way it showed me that there was a plan for me and that you know not all hope was lost and while yes I did work very hard in high school and like that definitely had like an effect on where I ended up going to school it in the end also not everything is deterred in the end there is like there is a bunch that is determined up to a lot and I feel like that's just allowed me that whole like situation has allowed me to just lean on a lot more and made me realize that, you know, not maybe not everything is in my control and that's okay. I don't know, this is all just so cool. I love listening to people talk about things that they're so passionate about. It really like makes me happy. Sarmi, do you ever lean on your religion to help you through difficult times? I guess so. I mean, I'm not in like, I'm not huge into Hinduism, like the only reason it was because my parents are very faithful Hindus and they've kind of taught me some of their traditions but I will say that we do is like after you hop out of a shower you just do like a quick little prayer and normally I shower in the morning and when you pray for something you kind of make like a mental note of what you're gonna do that day and like like a little tiny to like for example like wish I get or I hope I get an A on this test on Friday so in that moment like study harder on Friday uh so it, it's essentially just a little growth mindset thing that I do I love that term growth mindset because sometimes it's so easy for us to just shut ourselves off and say I can't do it but I mean, sometimes when you just lean on something that's greater than yourself, you can just see like new potentials for that. Or like in school specifically, sometimes it feels like it's just so hard to get to that next level, but sometimes having faith can just really help that. So how does being a teen and someone in school or someone who recently graduated from school, how did you, like, was it difficult being like sticking true to your faith, even during hard times in school. Abby, do you want to talk about that? So I'm homeschooled, but I still do a co-op. And I find that it can be a little bit difficult to stick strong to your faith when others around you don't have the same faith as you, or they just don't believe in anything at all. I do think that you can find strength I personally find my strength by just talking to God and being honest. And um, like, if I'm doubting or anything like that, I just talk to him and say that right now I'm struggling or whatever. And that's where I get my relief from because I know he hears me and he understands me. So when I'm in not trouble, but in doubt or in fear of others and what they think of me, I just be honest with God. And that's how I get my strength. So Karina, I remember earlier you had talked about how there was the three religions, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam that all share the same beliefs. What are some like similarities or teachings that you can maybe talk about between the three? Um, 
So I'm okay. Let me see if I'm trying. I'm trying to remember. So a lot of the stories that are in um, that are in Islam are seen in um, in the Bible. Um, in the Bible, and I'm not too sure. And I think the Torah, but I know mainly a lot of connections um, with the Bible because you know, rainbow is built on Christianity. So I'm like, a lot of the stories are very familiar. And you know, we have our own story of the flood and Noah's Ark. And um, there's still, there's a story. And then there's story of um, Mother Mary and Jesus. Um, there are different names in, um, there are different names in, uh, what am I trying to say? There are different names in the Quran, um, but essentially like the message and the story of it all is the same. And the message and the story of all of it is the same. There are some differences, you know, for example, I know that in Christianity, Jesus is the son of God. And, you know, that is the core belief of Christianity. However, in Islam, um, Jesus is a prophet for God, just like how Muhammad and Abraham were. And um, so that's a difference. But overall, a lot of the messages of like being kind to others, giving back to charity, and just loving your, your mother and all that, they're all similar. And, you know, also like Judaism and Islam, we both do not eat pork. And we both have to, we both don't eat pork and also the meat that we eat, they have to be prayed over. For example, in Islam, our meat has to be halal. And then Judaism, the meat has to be kosher. And, you know, a lot of it also just, you know, a lot of it stems from like what comes from the time, you know. Um, so for example, like meat being halal, um, meat being halal, it's just like a way to cleanse the meat. And I'm not, I'm not sure if that's exactly the same in Judaism, but um, you know, that's how it is in Islam. And also, uh, so there are just, and there are various practices that Islam takes from, that Islam, you know, uses, that Islam takes from Christianity, or not necessarily takes, but like, you know, incorporates, there's the word, <laughs> the word, <laughs> incorporates into um, uh, Christianity, incorporates from Christianity and Judaism. And I just love seeing it because it just shows that like our religions aren't very different after all. And there's no reason for us to fight or hate each other because in the end, we all believe some, a general similar message. There's one God and, you know, we all believe in that one God and, you know, it's just, and sometimes when, you know, people make that connection, it makes me very happy because it's like, you know, we don't need to fight because we all have similar beliefs and we all, and we're all, we're all children and children of God, you know? Yeah, there's always something there for everyone. There's something for anyone to find in any religion, regardless of what it is, there's always something there. Mrs. Fong, did you want to talk about the importance of finding a faith and finding something greater than yourself? Uh, sure. Let's see if I can do this right. Um, like for me, I grew up Catholic and when I joined Rainbow, that's where I was. And I, I really hated going to church. I'll be honest. Mass was very boring for uh, a 12 year old girl. Um, and then I got into Rainbow and then I started actually listening to the lessons from initiation and the bow stations and um, I became more connected and more involved with my faith. My faith is, is the reason so many things have, have worked, not really worked, but why I'm still kind of here. Um, 
when I was 14, I was, uh, I held the Office of Immortality. If you've ever held the Office of Immortality, sometimes it doesn't exactly make sense um, of everything. And um, we had initiation one night and I, I came home and we were told that um, my cousins had been killed earlier that day. They lived in Colorado. And the first thing that clicked into my head was, okay, I know where they're going. They already have that relationship. You know, they've already started, they were on that path for, you know, eternal life. And then I went back and I repeated the lecture to my mom who was not affiliated at the time. And that's kind of what got me through that situation. But it also, um, having a faith, whether it's Christianity, uh, Islam, Hinduism, Buddha, whatever, it keeps you grounded. And it keeps you, instead of like when something happens or things are difficult, and most of you have shared this, um, you know, you talk to God or you talk to Allah or you you, you convey your um, concerns and how you're feeling. And then you get peace and you get comfort and you get, um, you know, the sense of well-being. And for students that have, that are grounded in their faith, high school is easier. Teenage years are easier. You still have the difficulties like everybody else, but it's not quite as overwhelming because you have your faith to fall back on and that helps you, um, it helps you to grow and it helps you to stay okay. And for me, if I didn't have my faith, I don't know that I would be here, to be honest. My faith is what's kept me together through cancer and through all sorts of other things. And um, I would be lost without it. Mm -hmm. And we, we do like a, a five month series every year on all the different religions that are out there, but how they're different than how they're the same as Christianity. And so it gives kids um, an idea that just because someone has a different belief system doesn't mean that they're wrong which a lot of people will do and how uh, Karina was talking about, we don't need to fight over this. It, that's so true. We don't need to like have wars over our belief system. So what kind of challenges do you ladies face as a person of faith? Bella, would you like to talk about that? Yeah, um, the thing that I think about is, think about if someone you know has heard of rainbow, but they had like a bad experience or like um, someone who represented rainbow, like kind of showed them a different part of it that kind of upset them and they didn't want anything to do with rainbow at all. Do you kind of get what I mean? So how I think about it is like, with like my faith, I know in a lot of our faiths, there's been people who have maybe misrepresented or like showed like a hurtful or harmful side of it. And I feel like when those things happen, it's very hard for people to want to know anymore because in our humanity, in our, in our, like, as people, we make mistakes. And I feel like that happens. And through that, we end up like scaring people away or like, we're hurting people and they don't want to hear anything about it. So I think about that with like rainbow, we love rainbow, we know it, but then there are people out there that are probably like, I don't want anything to do with that because they had a bad experience. So when I think about having a challenge with like being in my faith, I know that there are a lot of people that probably think like bad things or like have had a bad experience. And that makes me sad because like, if I thought about, let's say I had a bad experience with rainbow and never got to like, 
experience all that rainbow had to offer that would be so sad like I love rainbow I love that and so the thought of like for me how special like my faith is to me knowing that there are people out there that probably will never get to even hear or know just because of the fact they had like that harmful like experience and on behalf of everything that makes me so sad and I'm so sorry if that's ever happened to you personally and I hope that you know you are so loved and I think we could all agree from all of our different like religions like if someone has misrepresented we we like would love to be the person to like give you the loving side of it if that makes sense yeah yeah I am um, definitely understand the um, misrepresenting um faith as someone who is Muslim um, growing up honestly you know being Muslim growing up felt slightly like in a way when I was younger when I wasn't very close to my faith it felt something very I guess not necessarily embarrassing but also you know I knew about how people perceive Muslims and how people saw Muslims in a very negative light you know you know Muslims are all terrorists or Muslims are all they're all very like they're conservative they're brash people they're they're brute they're brash they're barbaric and there are many negative things that people say about Islam and sometimes there are people who will never try to understand how the beauty of Islam because all they see it is they just see terrorism and they just see terrorism and just all this harm when in reality like that was just that was just one group of people that misrepresented an entire religion M nearly every Muslim does disagrees with terrorism and it's just so honestly depressing to see how people look down upon Muslim just of the actions of one group and so I like what Bella said I would love to be the one to show we would love to show to be the ones that show that like the loving part of our religion the good part the one the part that we all love that all Muslims love about our religions you know we that we love and that you know we are that Muslims are not evil people. Muslims are people who are some. They're Muslims for some of the kindest, most generous people I know, and that you know that our actions and that as a group of Muslims, we should not be we should not be diminished to just one group of people who did some, who did something that we all we all condemn, including Allah. I was, I was just gonna say, like, I, I think that's so beautiful, like what Karina was sharing, because, um, you know, as, as someone who's Jewish, like, I had a lot of the similar, like, experiences of a lot of, like, um, just misconceptions about my faith, and, um, you know, like, a lot of just things that are just shaped by, like, everybody knows about the Holocaust, and that's, you know, you know, or people just identify with, um, you know, the like very Hasidic New York, like Jews or things like that. And they don't know all the different facets of Judaism or they just associate it with all the, the war stuff that's going on in the Middle East. And um, I think, you know, when I was young, I got the opportunity to travel the world and, you know, see like things firsthand in Israel. Or I just recently went to Istanbul and it's a predominantly Muslim city. Um, where I got to learn um, firsthand, like, you know, really getting to know the people there. And I think that um, it's really important 
to take that step um, outside of your own faith and get to know um, people of other cultures, people of other faiths, you know, travel the world or get to get to meet that person of, a, of another faith or, you know, make a friend with someone where you're going to get to go beyond the misconceptions and the stereotypes and really see that we really are at the base of all religions um, teaching kindness and teaching to love one another. And we miss that when we're so entrenched in our own religions and we're judging other religions um, that we miss our own religion messages. And um, mm -hmm. so I just think it's, it's so beautiful what all these, these girls have shared today, um, which I think is that message of kindness and loving one another. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Um, Ella, thank you so much for being a wonderful host today. And ladies, um, I have been very impressed with all of your messages. For those of you who don't know, our podcast is sponsored by California Rainbow, International Order of Rainbow for Girls. And all of these women before you are members of that order and are my sisters. And while we may not share the same religion, we all share the same faith in our creator. And we are very happy to be here today and to talk with all of you. So thank you. And once again, catch us next time on Let's Talk About Leadership, Service, and Sisterhood. Bye.